$35 billion in spending, which is 10 percent below the fiscal year 2023 level, and it includes $9.4 billion in rescissions from the Inflation Reduction Act. This brings the subcommittee's discretionary allocation to $25.4 billion, which is $13.4 billion, or 35 percent below the fiscal year 2023 level. I think that's just in reverse, isn't it? Anyway, we're going to have a 10 percent reduction in spending. Uh, without the rescissions, it would be 35 percent below. I'll be real honest with you. If you're looking for a pretty bill, this is not it. Uh, this is a hard bill, but frankly, it's a necessary bill. Cutting funding is never easy and can often be an ugly process, but with the nation's debt in excess of $32 trillion and inflation at an unacceptable level, we have to do our jobs to rein in unnecessary federal spending. We must make tough decisions to rein in discretionary spending, and this bill does that. Within the allocation provided, the bill fully funds payment in lieu of taxes for fiscal year 2024, estimated at $515 million. The bill fulfills our commitments to tribes by funding the Bureau of Indian Affairs, the Bureau of Indian Education, Indian Health Service accounts at fiscal year 2023 levels or above. Uh, in addition, the bill provides a, fiscal, uh, provides a fiscal year 2025 advance for the Indian Health Service, which was started last year by Chairwoman Pingree. For the wildfire accounts, the last Congress funded fire suppression activities as an emergency. We cannot continue this uh, fiscal budgetary gimmick. So the bill includes $1.6 billion in discretionary increases to fund wildfire activities more appropriately. The bill also includes $2.65 billion cap adjustment for wildfire suppression as authorized. In order to fund these uh, increases while adhering to our committee's approved allocation, the bill reduces funding for nearly every other appropriation in the bill. Agencies such as the Bureau of Land Management, and this is hard for me because you know, a lot of people look at this as a Western bill because of all the public lands happen to be in the West and stuff. But agencies like the Bureau of Land Management, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, uh, the Interior Office of the Secretary, the Smithsonian, uh, and the Council of uh, Environmental Quality all receive double-digit percentage reductions. The EPA is reduced by $4 billion, or 39% below the fiscal year 2023 level. These reductions are necessary to right-size these agencies and take into account the excessive level of funding that these agencies received outside of the regular appropriations process during the previous year. The bill also includes community funding projects for clean and drinking water projects within the EPA. We did our best to fund the projects requested, uh, but would note that the total funding requested greatly exceeded the fundings available for projects. In addition to right-sizing agency funding levels, the bill includes important policy limita limitating, uh, limitations, limit, limiting, excuse me, I'll get that out, limiting the activities of the administration and promoting domestic energy production, including halting job-killing regulations at the EPA, such as repealing the recent waters uh, of the United States regulations and rules that target reliable energy sources and domestic manufacturing at a time when we should be doing everything we can to lessen our dependency on foreign entities. Limiting abuse of the Endangered Species Act regard, uh, regarding species such as sage-grouse, the gray wolf, bison, and lesser prairie chicken. Expanding access to critical minerals and require, requiring oil and gas lease sales. I also included language prohibiting funds for certain Hispanic programs at the Smithsonian Institution because of Republican Hispanic members uh, have expressed serious concerns 
that these Smithsonian exhibits depicted Hispanic Americans as victims and promote socialism. I hope that the, social, that the Smithsonian uh, works with my Hispanic Republican colleagues to address their concerns, making this language unnecessary in the final bill. So far, they have not done that. While I know that the ranking member, I know that ranking member Pingree does not support all of the funding recommendations or policies included this, in this bill, I would be shocked if you did. <laughs> <laughs> we could switch places. <laughs> I appreciate her input into the bill and her cooperative approach to working with me, and I look forward to our continued collaboration and working with all members of this subcommittee as the appropriation process uh, continues. And let me also thank uh, the staff on both sides of uh, the aisle, both the majority and minority staff that have done a great job. We've given them an impossible task of trying to Eliminate a budget, I guess you'd call it. Now I'd like to recognize uh, Ranking Member Pingree for her opening remarks. Uh, thank you very much, Chair Simpson. I uh, enjoyed working with you this year, and I uh, hope we find some compromises as we move forward. But I do appreciate the hard work and your devotion and, and your staff as well. Uh, climate change has reached a crisis point, and experts and the majority of Americans agree that we must take bold action to avoid a major irreversible catastrophe. So I am greatly disappointed and frustrated by the bill before us. This bill is one of the most harmful attacks on America's efforts to tackle climate change. The bill cuts funding for the Environmental Protection Agency by nearly $4 billion, or 39%, and it rescinds more than $7 billion of vital investments provided by the Inflation Reduction Act for the United States to take immediate economy-wide climate action. This bill, in addition to the cut proposed in the state foreign ops bill, nearly eliminates the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund, which was established by the Inflation Reduction Act to mitigate the costs of climate pollution through investment in low and zero emission technologies. According to a recent McKinsey analysis, the Greenhouse Gas Fund will reduce 850 metric megatons of greenhouse gas emissions over a decade. That accounts for one-sixth of the reductions needed during that time frame to meet our climate goals. Additionally, it's expected to create one million jobs over the next decade. So the majority's attacks on the Greenhouse Gas Fund are a very disturbing indication of yet another willful denial of the crisis that we collectively face. The damage inflicted by this bill extends beyond climate change. The bill eliminates the Environmental Justice Program and rescinds the $1.4 billion from the Environmental and Climate Justice Grants provided through the Inflation Reduction Act. It curtails the progress that has been made to ensure that all people enjoy the same degree of protection from environmental and health hazards. It abandons those groups that currently bear a disproportionate share of the negative environmental co consequences, which includes large swaths of rural communities that many of my colleagues, as well as myself, uh, across the aisle represent. This bill also slashes funding for enforcement of the Clean Air and Clean Water Acts, which will lead to increased level of pollution and create an unfair playing field in which polluters have the advantage. The cuts in this bill are so severe that even agencies that usually enjoy bipartisan support are targeted for damaging reductions. The bill cuts the National Park Service by 13%. This cut means park rangers will lose their jobs. Further, it severely hampers the, serv hampers the service's ability to protect and preserve the natural and cultural resources in our national parks and jeopardizes the visitor experience. 
The bill also significantly reduces funding for the arts and humanities agencies. The arts have an incredible value as a positive tool for economic development, education, and community building, and I will strenuously oppose these cuts in the final spending agreement. The bill fails our nation's wildland firefighters. It does not provide any of the funding requested by the administration to support wildland firefighters and their families through better compensation, safe housing, and health and well-being assistance. Without this funding, the firefighters will lose the compensation increases first provided in the bipartisan infrastructure law at the end of this year. I was relieved to see that the bill continues the advance appropriations for the Indian Health Service, and I want to thank the chair for his commitment uh, to the BIA and to all Indian funding um, and sticking with his word on that. Um, advance appropriations for Indian Health was put in place by the Democrats last year. Now, the truth of the matter is if Congress did its job, advance appropriations would be unnecessary. But unfortunately, House Republicans are showing us why such a backstop is crucial. By reneging on the budget agreement and doggedly pursuing partisan appropriations bill, they are putting us on a path to a government shutdown. Finally, the bill includes an exhaustive list of anti-environmental writers that seek to derail any effort to combat climate change and that undermine clean water and clean air production. Protections. They give an open invitation to exploitive oil, gas, and mineral leasing by blocking environmental regulations and even overriding judicial review. At the same time, the bill suppresses clean energy production. Clean renewable energy is critical if we are going to save our planet for future generations. And sadly, the bill also contains numerous discriminatory riders, which have proven so divisive in our earlier markups. I'm particularly shocked to see the majority's posture towards Latinos with a policy rider that prohibits the Smithsonian Institution from highlighting the contributions of American Latinos in U.S. history and culture by denying funds for the new National Museum of the American Latino and for the operation of the Molina Family Latino Gallery. The majority of Americans support becoming carbon neutral by 2050, and they support taking responsibility for future generations. The austere and irresponsible cuts in this bill do not align with their values. I want to thank Ranking Member DeLauro um, and the Chair, Ms. Granger, for their tireless efforts for the committee, for the staff of our committee who have worked very hard at challenging times, and the staff on the other side of the aisle who I know have put in a lot of hours on this bill. But I do oppose the bill. I urge my colleagues to oppose the bill, and I yield back. Thanks so much, Mr. Chairman uh, and Ranking Member Pingree uh, for the work on the subcommittee and uh, also say thank you uh, to the staff and both the majority side and the minority side. And on the minority staff, I just would like to uh, cite Rita Culp, Jocelyn Hun, and Farouk Afaso. And thank you very, very much for the great work that staff does uh, in, in helping to get these bills uh, up and ready and hopefully to be able to get them across the finish line. Um, when it comes to protecting the environment, ensuring our air is safe to breathe, our water is safe to drink, and we are resilient in a changing climate, the majority has taken the side of the most egregious polluters and reality uh, deniers. This legislation takes an aggressive anti-environment stance with a crippling 39% cut to the EPA. The ensuing collapse 
uh, of our means of protecting the environment and public health would mean more asthma cases, more cancer diagnoses, and more natural disasters afflicting American families. The majority cuts the EPA's clean air program by at least $200 million, $660 million below the president's request, and it zeroes out funds for environmental justice. They would cut the EPA's infrastructure grants, the grant programs, by $1.8 billion. Now, these are not numbers on a page. Um, this is the air in our skies and in our lungs. This is the water that we drink and bathe and cook with. These are basic life necessities that we have a simple obligation to protect for the American people. On top of these dangerous cuts, Republicans are slashing funding for the arts and prohibiting the Smithsonian from highlighting the contribution of Latinos in United States' history and their culture by really not making it possible to move forward with a national museum of the American Latino and not funding um, the, uh, uh, the Molina exhibit. These, this is sh shameful. does not reflect American values. When we think of the museums that we do have today that reflect the culture of the various uh, groups in our nation, uh, it, it is positively mind-boggling that we would prohibit the movement forward on a National Museum of the American Latino. The ramifications of cuts in this bill would reach every corner of the Interior Department. It damages our public lands, promotes dirty energy, jeopardizes biodiversity, obstructs the U.S. response to the climate crisis. The majority is opening our public lands, the property of the American, uh, the property of the American people, for oil, for gas, for mineral leasing, and in some cases going so far as to blocking judicial review. The majority is hindering clean energy projects while promoting fossil fuels lease sales. And the majority is accelerating ecosystem decline by abandoning protections for our most vulnerable uh, predators, like the gray wolf and the grizzly bear. I have proudly worked across the aisle to protect our environment uh, for Americans past, present, and future, and immensely disappointed to see the majority abandon their commitment to conserving America's fragile lands and natural resources. I would not think the majority needs lecturing on their own party's history. But this bill is a notable reversal from the proud and the bold conservation efforts of Republicans from decades past. I need not remind my colleagues which president created the EPA. It was President Nixon who created the EPA. Uh, I am pleased, as, my, as, as the ranking member pointed out, on the advanced funding uh, for the Indian Health Service, which I was proud to be able to work with the, uh, the, the chair at the time on moving forward on that issue. <clears throat> Finally, the majority has again gone out of their way to zero out programs that have anything to do with equity. Riders in the bill prohibit funding for diversity, equity, and inclusion, and accessibility in the federal workforce. With its cuts in defensible riders and absurd rescissions, the majority I believe has subverted the relevance of the Appropriations Committee. And for all of these reasons, I must vote against the bill, and I urge my colleagues to do the same. 
I thank you and I yield back. I thank the gentlelady. Are there any members who wish to make comments? Mr. If Chair. not. Mr. Chair. Ah. I'll be extraordinarily brief. We need to get Pelt back where it belongs into the Ways and Means Committee. Um, the fact that it, when it transferred over here, uh, they didn't transfer any money with it. And uh, we've dealt with it on both sides of the aisle. If we did that, I don't think you would be uh, hopefully not seeing the cuts that you have. And I, there's, there's, two, there's two things I'm going to do some more research on that particularly concern me about um, the EPA. And that is the pesticide uh, warning uh, label on that. So I'm going to be asking our staff to get me some more information on that. And I also hope, as you heard me talk before, that the EPA emergency response line uh, has not been cut because that's something our communities call. They respond, and there's no one else to answer the call when, it, when that happens. So I'm going to do some more research on that. But as, as Chair Pingree pointed out, as well as uh, former chair, we're all former chairs up here. Um, thank you for the advanced appropriations work. Um, that means a lot to Indian Country, and, and they celebrate the fact that we did that nonpartisanly. Thank you. Thank you. Any other comments? If not, uh, I understand we have uh, that there are no mem that there are uh, no members uh, have amendments today, and I turn to Mr. Amaday for a motion. Mr. Chair, I uh, move that the Department of the Interior, Environment, and Related Agencies Appropriations Bill be favorably reported to the full Committee on Appropriations. Those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, no? No. Opinion of the Chair, the ayes have it. Motion is agreed to. I ask unanimous consent uh, that staff be permitted to make technical and conforming changes to the bill and report. With that objection, so ordered. Subcommittee now stands adjourned, and I thank you all for your time.